Hello, everyone, and welcome to Early Learning Ventures Family Engagement Fridays. Today, our podcast guest will be Megan Duncan with Connected Kids Thrive. Megan is a devoted foster and bio mom and has been serving families over 16 years. She helps parents break old problematic family discipline patterns and rebuild their family legacy by becoming equipped with proven effective parenting tools so their young children can listen and cooperate without parents having to resort to yelling, threatening, bribing, or punishing. Megan helps parents reach their parenting goals of becoming equipped so they can stay calm, patient, confident, firm, and kind in their parenting. So they can raise kids who are patient, confident, kind, and willingly contribute to their home and community. Megan previously served in early childhood intervention doing speech therapy. She has owned and operated a nature and cooking-based childcare slash preschool. She is certified in positive discipline and currently serves families as a parenting and behavior coach. She is the CEO and founder of her online respectful parenting group, Connected Thrives, excuse me, Connected Kids Thrive and Connected Kids Thrive Community. Through her work, she has come to embody this motto, let us actively model turning oopsies into opportunities to positively connect, teach, learn, and grow together with our children. Megan wants parents to know that we really can stay connected with our children, even through directing and correcting them. She wants us to remember that parenting can be joyful and fulfilling, and we can have homes that are cooperative and harmonious. She also wants to remind us that our own parents and caregivers did the best they could with what they knew. Oftentimes, they parented from force and fear and used methods of blame, shame, and pain. Most of our parents didn't have the tools to parent with dignity and respect, but we get to. Gone are the days of the child is to be seen and not heard, blind obedience, do as I say, not as I do, etc. We now have the understanding and tools easily available to us to ensure our kiddos feel significant and valuable and that their voices matter. It is a very exciting time and a little scary for parents and caregivers doing respectful, conscious, and reflective parenting. The good news is that the tools of positive discipline will get us where we want to be. So today's podcast with Megan is going to be about the power of cooking with kids, positive discipline in the kitchen. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm really excited to hear some new techniques. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, so... As I, because I have been serving families for over 16 years, and what I have come to really know and even practice in my own home is the magic of the kitchen and cooking with our kids. Um, it meets every single requirement in parenting for sure, but it also provides us all the opportunities to um, model the skills that we want our kiddos to own and embody. So when I had my preschool, we um, we cooked. We ended up cooking every day, as you know, as my preschool transformed. And 
we, we did a lot of cool things. We built dams, we went crawdad fishing, we went hiking all the time and we cooked and the children's very favorite thing was cooking together. And then we'd spend an hour family style at the, you know, at the, my table that we had to chop off the legs. So it was low. And, you know, I, what I began to understand is that I could see whatever little behavior, you know, challenging behavior that each of the kiddos was experiencing. I could bring it into our cooking sessions and work on it, whether it was the hard skills or the soft skills, right? Um, the soft skills, which are the most important, those that emotional intelligence. So um, if they were having a hard time sharing or turn taking, or if they um, wasn't, if they weren't able to voice space that they need a space, like whatever it was, I could pull it into the kitchen and be intentionally with them and work on that skill. And then now I'm a foster mom and I always invite the children to cook with me. And wow, you know, so many of these kids, they haven't got a chance to cook. They've been, you know, in and out of homes and they can't believe that I trust them. They can't believe that I want them by me. They can't. And it it just empowers them. It builds their confidence. It, they, they just become filled with an I can do attitude, which is our whole goal, right? And I can model, you know, what I love about cooking with our kids also is there's so many opportunities to model every every oopsie, right? Oopsie into opportunity as our motto goes, right? If we could be curious and just actively step into viewing and embracing oopsies as opportunities to learn, grow, and connect with our kids. So every egg dropped, every chocolate chip bag ripped open, and the chocolate you know chips splatter around. Um, we can lean into that and model helpfulness, graciousness, manners, tone, taking accountability, offering to help. Right? Um, you know, to the egg example, so often. If our child drops an egg, we say, clean that up and they start to clean it up. Then we're like, no, 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 not like that. Right. But when we can be side by side with our kiddos and they drop an egg, which is going to happen, look for that opportunity to lean in and model these things. We can model helpfulness. And it might sound like this. Oh, wow. Sometimes eggs drop. That's okay. What can I do to help? Wow. Talk about like no shame. A child doesn't start to hide or, um, you know, think of themselves as less than we can just, and then we get to model how to clean up an egg. You know, if we just hand a child a rag to clean up an egg, they're going to smear it everywhere, but we get to be, we get to model how to do it in love and grace. Right. And so we get to stay connected through correction and direction. And we get to use positive discipline to do that. Um, the kitchen is just the most motivating place. It is our territory. We get to kind of own that environment. And it does help kids just be a little bit more willing to cooperate. So we can use the kitchen as a tool to really fill our child up with goodness, let them know how amazing they are, how capable they are. And wherever they're feeling a little bit defeated, we can we can embrace that and teach that skill, teach the behaviors that we're looking for. Um, I think the other thing I love, uh, I mean, the, I have a document that I wrote. It's 20, the 20 benefits of cooking with kids. And another benefit is when we taste their food, right? We are modeling the utmost trust. 
you know, because um, we expect them to taste our food. And so when we can give that humanity back to them, um, it's just, it just tells them so many things. I value who you are. I trust you. And um, it's just so much goodness can happen in the kitchen. I could go on and on and on. And I'll go on for one more, one more moment. So my daughter is nine um, and she cooks, she can cook meals by herself. And it is so empowering for her. Um, she chooses to do that instead of screen time. She chooses to just, you know, she writes down her recipes. So she's learning those hard skills, that math and that higher level language that we can embed, right? Um, so anyways, we can work on all the skills we want right in the kitchen, side by side with our kids. And then they can take that and be independent, have autonomy, and really become a part of the family team and contribute. And they feel, they, they just feel so great. And we feel great because we're doing our job too. So um, yeah, Colleen, do you have any questions or I could just, I could just talk forever and ever. Yes, actually I did write down some things that um, resonated with me that the fact is, and boy, that absolutely makes sense that you could work on so many skills while you're in the kitchen. And I know we're specifically talking to the kitchen, but about in the kitchen, but my, my head kind of went to, wow. And you had mentioned earlier, the other things that you did with your preschool programs. So I'm assuming a lot of this could also spill over to, you know, being outdoors or, or picking up toys or whatever the case might be that there's just so many opportunities um, that with, when you would invite children to be with you is what I said. And I also loved that I can attitude is that children can develop this I can attitude. How cool is that? That our children um, so many times, yeah, I don't think I can do that. We know we've been around some children that are more hesitant than others, but to get them to the point of, no, nah, I don't think I can do that to, I can do that. And I'm proud of what I've done is really awesome. Another thing I wrote down, and, and I've heard you say this before, is t taking oopsies into opportunities. I love your egg example, and we know there's lots and lots of other examples that you can turn this into an opportunity to um, for children to learn and grow and for you to model for that child side by side um, how they can address an oopsie, if you will, in a positive way. And, and what a gift we can give to our children um, and, and that there's no shame in mistakes. I always laugh about the time, the first time I took a knitting class and I didn't do very well with that. And I didn't feel embraced because I was with, with a class full of people that really knew what they were doing. I, on the other hand, was, was certainly the rookie in this group and I dropped out and had maybe I had been given more encouragement and not felt like I had done something wrong, I might have been more motivated to stick with it. I thought of that. I hadn't thought about that for a long time, but that bubbled to my my head. And, and, and children learn with love and grace and encouragement, and that's all of us. And I think that's a, that's a good thing to remember. If somebody's, you know, yelling at me or, or criticizing me, I'm probably not going to be as open to learn and grow as if I'm being approached with love and grace and encouragement. So I really love that reminder. And then you mentioned something about the 20 benefits of cooking with children. I don't know if that's something of, that you could or would be willing to share, but that might be really a nice resource 
So, so those are some of the things that come to my mind. And I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to add to that. Yeah, I'm happy to give that resource and anyone's happy to check that out. Yes. Um, yeah, I would love because cooking with kiddos can bring up a lot of anxiety for parents, right? We think of the mess and the time and the kids don't listen. They're fighting over the color of the stool and all these things. And we can, there are so many ways we can work that. And I, I do teach that very systematically how to deal with each of those. But what I, I want to share two tips really quickly that to help parents embrace this very powerful tool of positive discipline in the kitchen. So first of all, you've got to have a poopy mindset. Okay. And what do I mean by that? I say that because hopefully that brought a smile to your face. Hopefully it piqued your curiosity. Right. And so let's, let's look at that. Um, look at those letters, right? So the first P is patient. We've got to be a little, we've got to decide we're in a patient space right? The O in the O is oopsies into opportunities. Am I in a space where I can really view a dropped egg as an opportunity to model all these wonderful skills I want my child to have? Am I in that mindset? Um, if, and the next P is playful. Can I be, am I a little bit playful? Can I, can I, you know, bump my child and put my arm around my kiddo and have these connect, or am I so stressed out that dinner's got to get on the table? And I'm not in a space to invite my child in. So if the answer is yes, that these things are in place, invite your child in. And you can even invite them to do one tiny thing for one minute. You can invite them to peel a carrot, to butter bread, to cut a banana. You know, kids want to be biased and they want to be biased when we're doing important things. So they're looking for our attention. If we don't load them up with positive attention, they're going to seek it in less than positive ways. So invite them in. And then back to, you know, labeling those behaviors that we want that can do attitude. We can be like, oh, wow, you're really cutting that banana. You're so you have such great perseverance. How are you? How are you so um, how do you not give up so easily? And then they're going to look inward and they're going to be like, Yes, I am. I do have perseverance and I don't give up easily. And you are just helping them develop these skills and characteristics that we want them to have, that they want to have, right? So got to have a poopy mindset. And if you don't, that's okay. Wait till you do. Invite them in um, at another time. And remember, you can just, it doesn't have to be for the whole session for the whole cooking, you know, time, it can just be for one tiny task and it will load them up. Um, <clears throat> the next thing I want to, you know, when we think about skills in the kitchen with our kiddos, I actually don't look for skills first. I look for need. What is my child needing from me right now? If they had a hard day and they're looking to connect with me, I'm just going to load them up with love and positive encouragement. I'm not going to be like, hey, read those instructions. I'm not going to go for the academic piece, right? That's not what they need. On, you know, conversely, if they're feeling good and, you know, everything's in place, then, yeah, I'm going to challenge them a little bit. What does this say? Do you see the syllables in this word in the recipe? You can go there. What's half of half of a cup? You can go there. What does your child need? Meet that need. They may not know what they need. Um, but we can tell with their body language, maybe they shared something hard at school that happened. And then we can just talk and connect. Connection always comes first. Connection comes before direction. Connection comes before 
um, correction. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think that'll do it for this one. What? Any questions? Oh, just I, I just think it's really exciting, and and some of the things I loved how you said, you know, depending where you're at, you have to be in that headspace where it's it's going to be successful for both you and this child. And it could be just starting out with just one minute, one activity. And I love that. And I think at one point you mentioned, if you have more than one child, you may, um, how, how, how might you handle that? Would you be willing to just take a moment and talk about that? Yeah. So again, looking at the children's needs, um, if you can get one child in at a time, you know, try for that because then that child is going to be it's your connection time. You can really use it as just love and connection time with this one child that they're so desperately needing. Um, if there's two kids, you know, just um, thinking, you know, thinking what are what are the potential fit, pitfalls here? And then before you go into the kitchen, front load, tell, you know, tell the kiddos ahead of time, just some things that you're concerned about, invite them into the problem solving process, see if it can go well and invite them to come up with the strategies. You know, the more, the less that we tell kids, the less that we do for kids, the more they can tell us and do good on their own. Does that answer that question? Yes, it does. Thank you. And again, this is just invaluable and fun and um, mind provoking. And so it's something that many of us have not thought of. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up for today? Um. I just, um, I guess I'll just mention screens. <laughs> if there's screens on the TV or anywhere else, that's going to take precedence. Screens, you know, screens attract like nothing else can. And so if you invite your child into the kitchen and the screen is on, they're probably going to go to the screen. So just if you want the kitchen to be a time of connection and skill development and bonding and all this beauty that can come from the kitchen, you know, just decide if the screen is going to be a distraction or if, and maybe you need the screen for a babysitter for a different sibling while you're connecting with your kiddo. And that's okay. Just decide how you want to use a screen and know that if you invite your kiddo in when the screen is on and they say, no, that might be why. And not to take it personal, but it's just, it's just an attraction and a distraction. Screens can be. Um, and if you're interested in you know, taking in, if you need support in using these tools in the kitchen, you know, yep, I'm a parenting coach. There's a lot of us out there. If you're interested in, you know, following me for more tips and strategies, you can follow me at Connected Kids Thrive Community on Facebook. And um, there's loads of support there. And then you can get more intimate time of really honing in on positive discipline tools and how to use the kitchen as a positive discipline tool. Well, great. Well, thank you so much. And we'll make sure when we post this podcast that we have those um, links that you just spoke about. And again, thank you again, Megan, so much for taking the time to to give us some more food for thought, <laughs> literally, um, with cooking with our children. So take care and thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye.